So today, uh, the words of Jesus in the gospel are quite confusing. Well, the gospel in general is quite confusing because it says, those Jews who believed in him, and then he says, and you're trying to kill me. Not really sure we're talking about the same crowd here, but um, the, the words of Jesus are very confusing. So we focus on the words that are not confusing, the ones that are quite clear and quite understandable. Um, and that is when Jesus says, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. And there's no better person to talk about uh, being a slave to sin than the feast day that we celebrate today, that of Mary of Egypt. Um, Mary is one of my favorite saints, Mary of Egypt, um, so different than any other Mary, not talking about the mother of God, let's be very clear. Mary of Egypt, born in 344, um, and was from a young age given to sexual impurity, not out of coercion, not out of need for money, because she wanted to. In her own biography, she says, a prostitute would take payment in the form of pearls or the like. I never took payment. Um, so from a very early age, like 12, 13, was just going crazy in the town and eventually came, uh, came upon a band of Christians that were on pilgrimage and they were going to the Holy Land and she decided that, yes, I would like to defile that group. I will go with them and sleep with everyone. Again, her words from her biography. Um, so she, she does go on this pilgrimage and she's successful in her initial goal. And when, by the time they get to Jerusalem, it's the feast of the exaltation of the Holy Cross. And so they get to uh, the, the church, I believe it was a church uh, dedicated to the Theotokos. And she endeavors to enter across the threshold like all of the rest of the pilgrims in the group. And she is stopped by some invisible force, something keeping her out of the church. And so she walks away, she kind of you know, shakes it off, tries to do it again and is stopped. Every time she enters upon the threshold of the church, there's something physically but invisible stopping her from doing so. So she walks back out into the courtyard and she prays to the mother of God that if she's able to enter the church, she will completely change her life, repent, and then um, go out into the desert to live the rest of her days. And immediately she's able to enter into the church. She makes full repentance um, and participates in the exaltation of the cross and after that liturgy is over, she leaves, buys three loaves of bread, and is never seen again. Until many years later. Uh, so, many years later, a monk by the name of Zosimus, uh, awesome name by the way, he decides that for the Great Lent, he will sojourn out into the desert, and he will live the life of John the Baptist, a hermit wandering just in the desert, spending the time with the Lord. And so he does this, and eventually he comes upon a woman who is naked, but her long hair that has grown all around her, um, covering her. And so immediately, um, like he offers her his cloak and decides that he wants to talk to her and says, tell me your story. And she's a bit reluctant at first, but eventually um, he gets it out of her and she tells him, you know, I've been living out here for the last like 30 years. And for the first 17 years, the sexual temptation that I dealt with was so strong, I thought I would die from it. Um, but in these last, you know, 13 years, it's been okay. <laughs> and she apparently has been living off of those three loaves of bread that she bought initially 30 years ago. They've sustained and just kept her going. Um, I mean, she's a wild-looking woman, but um, she is holy. 
She's very holy. And an evidence of this is the fact that when Zosimus first saw her, she was across a river and she walked upon the water to get to him. So she makes a deal with Zosimus. She says, at this time next year, please come back and give me holy communion. So he does. A year later, he walks out into the desert, finds her, distributes holy communion to her. They talk a little bit more and she makes the same agreement. Please, next year, come back and give me holy communion. So third year, he goes out, he finds her, but this time she is deceased. She is laying um, out in the desert where they agreed to meet and uh, has passed away recently. So Zosimus, as uh, wanting to do the corporal works of mercy of burying the dead, endeavors to dig in the ground, but it's too hard. He cannot do it, and he didn't bring a shovel. He didn't expect this. So um, out of the blue comes a desert lion. The lion comes over and starts digging in the ground with his paws and, and claws and breaks up the earth enough for Zosimus to actually bury Mary, uh, which is why the, the icon of Mary of Egypt often will have a little lion in one of the corners or prominently figured, um, and often the icon is actually Zosimus across the river and Mary starting to walk upon it, or Zosimus burying Mary, or just Mary with crazy long hair um, and ne'er anything else. So the point of the story of Mary of Egypt is that she for many years was a slave to sin, but when she encountered truth, she encountered God, she encountered, encountered his mother, she was immediately set free because she desired to be so. And so we often will say we're slaves to sin, and yes, sometimes we are. Those habitual sins, those habits that we get into that are sinful, that we just do so easily. But truly, the one that can set us free is Christ. There is no other name, there is no other person, there is no other thing that can save us and make us truly free like that of Christ. So we pray today, uh, first of all, for the intercession of St. Mary of Egypt, for anyone who deals with sexual sin, temptation, pornography, addiction, or any, anything in that realm. And we pray that we would also be set free from our own sin, those that are our favorites and those that we struggle with that we wish to be free of, that through the power of God um, and through the power of the Eucharist and or spiritual communion, we may be brought to encounter the truth and be set free from our sin.